You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Live from Hampton Roads in the heart of the 757, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. This hour, we have giveaways. It's a Friday leading up to happy hour, right? Happy hour traditionally starts at 5. We're just going to give stuff away, all right? We have uh, Beach It Country Music Festival tickets to give away. We have Jelly Roll tickets to give away. We have Australian Pink Floyd Show tickets to give away. And we're going to do it all before 5. So uh, dialing fingers ready, as I often say. Ladies and gentlemen, start your dialing fingers. Like How many chances you get? You get three of them, at least. Three of them, at least. We're going to do it all this hour. It's going to be like the hour of giveaways. Uh, which is what I would do if I were recklessly rich. There'd just be... All of a sudden, I'd just give stuff away. Do you, you hear what George Clooney did? What did he do? George Clooney, I guess there's like 14 like bros, like 14 buddies where it's like, hey, if you need a place to stay, like you don't have to ask. You show up at any of these. They can all crash on couches. If your car breaks down at 2 a.m., you call. And and he had, when he sold his tequila company for like a billion dollars, he called all of uh, the buddies up and he's like, hey, let's celebrate. Everybody come to my house. And when they went to dinner, it was just the the, the core group sitting in each of their ta- uh, chairs was a duffel bag, and in each duffel bag was a million dollars. And he just gave all his buddies a million dollars. If I were a billion, billion, billionaire, I would try to do something cool like that. Because I don't see what the point of being a billion, billion, billionaire is unless you get to do rich guy stuff or rich lady stuff, Right? What is the point of being worth over $100 billion like Jeff Bezos if you can't drop your money bags on the table every once in a while and buy an NFL team if for no other reason than you want to own an NFL team? Here's Larry Miller of WUSA 9 News on Bezos's latest. Uh, commanders here. There's some fresh signs this morning that Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is interested in buying the team. Yeah, we understand that our partners at the Washington Post are citing sources who say that Bezos hired an investment firm to evaluate the possible bid for the team. That same firm handled the two most recent sales of NFL franchises. According to Forbes magazine, Bezos is worth more than an estimated $118 billion. So he's got the money. He can do it if he wants to. That's the ending. He can do it if he wants to. Amazon founder, this according to the Washington Post, you just heard some of the details, has hired well-connected investment firm, New York-based Allen & Company, who has aided with other sales in the past of NFL teams to help him consider a possible bid for the commanders. What information does he need? Who cares if it's a bad investment? He's worth over $120 billion. He can afford it. It's either you want it or you don't, right? Are you looking for a fair price? That's what somebody on Twitter told me. He just wants to know what a fair price. What's a couple hundred million here and there to a multi, multi, multi billion, billion, billionaire? You're going to have like, sorry, I'm walking away from this deal. I'm going to wait for the next big market NFL team to come available for purchase. That happens often, right? 
No, it doesn't. This this reminds me of this situation on ready. That's like the biggest scale, right? The the like Bezos buying an NFL team. That's about as big of a scale as you can have. I'm gonna take it down to the smallest scale that I can possibly bring it down to. Uh, I grew up in Hawaii, okay, and uh, there you just learn kind of some stuff about the culture from from living there, right? I know like four words in Hawaiian. I could sing a couple songs and chants. It just kind of happens. Uh, and I also, there actually is a tiki, like a little tiki guy. That's the lucky tiki. And again, it's probably made up for tourists, but you kind of see him around. And, and years after we left Hawaii, uh, both my brother and I, we, we were dating our now wives and my parents were like, I want to bring them all back to where we grew up, show them where you guys grew up. So we're like, all right, cool. Uh, so we went on family vacation to Hawaii and there's a, giant uh flea market it's called the swap meet it goes around uh's football stadium the whole stadium the whole parking lot becomes a swap meet uh a flea market and and we're walking around and there's a bottle opener with the lucky tiki on it and i'm like that kind of reminds me of my childhood i would like this i want it it's like four dollars but the thing is it's a flea market so you haggle right and my wife fancies herself a negotiator right she fancies herself a haggler so she starts pulling like the, it's going to be a dollar fifty or we walk. And I'm like, all right, she's doing the negotiation here. It's $4. Okay. Dollar fifty or we walk. The guy's like, ah, yeah, I can do three bucks. She's like dollar fifty or we walk. I'm like, okay. And I'm guessing she's aiming for like two bucks, but the guy's like, no, $3. Eventually she's like, fine, we're leaving. And we're walking away. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking she knows what she's doing. I'm like, as we walk out, the guy's going to say, fine, $2. No, we got outside the booth. We started walking away. We're like 50 yards away. She's she's not blinking. I'm going like, Man, Mandy, I want the thing. Like, I actually want it. She's like, well, it's, it's no. It, you know, once you make the claim, you have to stick. If they call your bluff, you have to show you're not. No, I like, I don't think you understand. A dollar fifty is not going to not going to crush me right now. Right. I, I can. I'm going back. I'm paying the three bucks and I'm getting it because I want it. Is it the best deal in the world? Probably not. Could if I wanted to go search all over this flea market, could I find another one for a dollar cheaper? Maybe. Is it on the internet somewhere? Almost certainly. Everything is. But guess what? I want it. I kind of want it now. It's nostalgic for me. I'm gonna go back and pay the three. I might pay the four bucks just because we made that guy put up with someone for 20 minutes. Went back, bought it, and and I'm like, yeah, there you go. That's what I want. I want to tell this story to Jeff Bezos. I want to go, listen, you're gonna pay six to $7 billion for this thing. You can go pay a, a firm $10 million to do all this research. You can worry about it, or you can walk in and say, here's $7 billion. I want it. I don't want to go walk around the swap meet and make you sweat like you're going to miss out on this $1.50. Like, I'm, I, I want the team. What's the point of starting Amazon right? What's the point of selling all those books? What's the, what's the point of, of working on drones to deliver everything to our house? What's the point of doing all of that? If you're not going to flex the cash at some point in time, you know, to end up $120 billion, you had to, to step on people. You had to have friends that you were like, you know what? We're no longer friends. I, I want your business. Like it just had to happen. Think of all the mom and pop shops that Amazon put out of business. Think about it. You did all of that for a reason, and it's not just to have the money sit in your bank. 
And if your dream is to own an NBA or an NFL or a Major League Baseball team or to own a a 70,000-square-foot ski chalet, whatever it is, go do it, man. Or else you're just sitting on a pile of money. Like, what if this little investment, Allen and company, comes back to him and goes, ooh, bad investment. Is he going to go, oh, what are you saying? Like, I buy it for $6 billion, it's really only worth four. Can't do it. Stupid. Why would I? Or he could say, hmm, okay, $6 billion, it's worth four. Do I still get the owner's box on Sundays? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Appreciate the advice. Dan, I mean, the only, I would love it if Bezos came out and said, okay, I bought it. Here's the, the here's how it all went down. Here's the price. I just want to let everybody know. I really wasn't haggling for me. I just didn't want to give Dan Snyder more money than I had to. That guy seems like a jerk. If he did that after he bought the team, then suddenly I'd go, genius. Thank you to Allen and company. Like that's a move. That's what that's how that's how my wife should have got me to walk away from the tiki. She should have convinced me that money was going to something that I didn't want the money to go to. Then I would have gone, all right, fine. Let's go find a conch shell. Like that's it's all tourist stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Puka shell necklaces. That's okay. Aloha shirts. A lot of aloha shirts. Tim Donnelly show. By the way, if anyone ever goes, check it out. The swap meet's a great place. It's actually, you know, you get a lot cheaper stuff than most of the other tourist traps. Uh <laughs> thank you very much, Travis Kelsey. Tim Donnelly show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, Titans fans, cover your ears, earmuffs. Could the Titans trade Derrick Henry this offseason? Coming up. Coaches make decisions. Players make plays. He makes it make sense. It's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Willis in the shotgun. And hands it to Henry. Blockers ahead. Derrick Henry still going. Breaks free. Henry at the 10. Five. Touchdown. Derrick Henry. A 48-yard score. Titans fans, can you imagine that being in any other jersey? I'm not talking about like Alabama. I'm talking about the, the, the two-tone blue traded in for... Blue and red, traded in for blue and yellow, traded in for teal and orange. Derrick Henry is a 20, I almost said 23, Uh, we wish. He is a 29-year-old workhorse running back. Could the Titans be timing it up perfectly for a trade this year? Diana Rossini was on Greeny, and she was the first to float the idea. Derrick Henry, right? What, what What's the future of Derrick Henry in Tennessee? Do they want to stick with this type of offense that we're seeing with him being obviously the center of it, the nucleus of it? Or do they want to move it in a different direction? That I think that's going to be something we're going to keep an eye on. Hmm. Different direction. They're already pushing it as far as holding on to a running back too long at 28. 27 is the year where historically they start going down. So they they just had his 28 season and he ran for 1500 yards. That that's gravy. That's icing, right? That that's all right, you're winning, right? 
If you get a quarterback, or sorry, a running back, up through the age 27 and they're still effective, that's the moment where your smart friend at the casino starts walking up going, maybe you should cash out. Hey, man, why don't you take some of, some of those chips off the table? Hey, you know, let's go to a show. Right? Let's go to dinner. Right? You're, you're way up. Let's cash. Well, the Titans said, no, 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 no. I'm on a heater. And they're still up a year later. They're still winning. That's the, I mean, now you look at your friend like now's the time. I don't like, they're looking at you saying we should have left an hour ago. And it's not like, well, you know what? I'm going to start, I'm going to move my bets down a little bit. I'm going to take this section, put it over here. That's my, I'm not touching section. You hear that one a lot, right? At, At the casino, your buddy like, well, this stack over here, that's my money that I came in with. So even if I lose all of this stack over here, I still have what I came in with. That's my I'm not touching stack. They're not doing that. They're not even being pretend smart. He led the league in carries last year. They said, we're playing on borrowed time. Let's play reckless. Let's give them the ball 40 times a game. Let's go on this little hopeful playoff run all the way down to the wire where the thing we do is give it to Derek. That's where the Titans have to start looking around going, maybe we should cash out. We could still we could get the best five, six years of Derrick Henry's career and still trade him and get value back. That's a win-win. And on the other side, if you're a contender out there, which I don't think the Titans are, if you're a contender out there, which the Titans don't think they are, that's why they just got rid of Lawan and, and Woods and Bullock, their kicker, and they're they're probably still looking to unload. If you're a contender out there and you are hiring him essentially as a mercenary. To come in for a year, right? You trade for him. You know there's an out in the contract after this year. You're bringing him in as a single season move. I kind of like it. He is $10 million this year. That's what he's owed in salary. Aaron Jones is $11 million. Another older-ish quarter, uh, running back. I would take Derrick Henry 10 times out of 10. For a million less, 20 times out of 10. Now, what contenders might be in the market? Jeff Darlington, NFL Live. I like the idea of Derrick Henry getting traded to a team maybe like the Buffalo Bills. I know this seems a little bit out there, but look, this is a scenario where we've seen the Titans start to purge some players. The question, of course, here is Derrick Henry is coming up in the last year of his deal. Wouldn't it be smarter potentially to try to get something for him if you don't feel like necessarily you can compete? The Bills feel like a perfect candidate for that. Who, Who threw the Owen Wilson wow? Go, go ahead and play it again just until we hear the wow. I like the idea of Derrick Henry getting traded to a team maybe like the Buffalo Bills. I know this seems Ooh. a little bit out there, but look, this is a scenario where wow. we've seen the Titans start to first. <laughs> okay, players. cut it. I didn't even hear the woo the first time. Woo. Wow. They're, they're good reaction, reaction people on NFL Live. Uh, if I had to guess, that was Mina Kimes and Orlovsky. See, I was thinking RG3 and, and Rossini. See, I, oh, because you're right, because the main cast is on vacation from right. NFL Live. Yep. You're right. Good call. It's a good call. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm going to interview. We're going to have a, a guest on the show at one point in time. Uh, next Tuesday, we're, we're talking to Jason Fitz, and, I, and he's going to be answering, and in the middle of it, I'm just going to go, wow. We're not going to tell him about it, and he's not going to react to it, and then we're going to play those two clips and, and see if it works. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Wow. If you're a contender like the Bills, doesn't that feel a lot like CMC to the Niners? 
Like you're already pretty good. You're already set. You you will have this. You have that. You have this. You know, for the Bills, it would be you have the quarterback. For the Niners, it would be you have this defense. Uh, you have Stefan. You have the like. They're already teams that are pretty well put together. You don't have to do anything to be a, a top of the division contender. But if you want to do something, you need a running back, right? And and the funny part is it makes the rest of your running backs better. Like I liked the Niners running backs. I like Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson. They have some guys. But I love Elijah Mitchell as your second best running back, right? If you look at the Bills, Singletary, I mean, I don't necessarily love or hate him, but I like him as my number two running back. If you're giving if you're giving Derrick Henry 20 carries a game and you have Singletary in there catching three or four passes and, and getting seven carries, I like that. It makes the guys that are already on your roster better. And Naheem Hines, right? Then he can be a true third down back rather than, hey, you also kind of got to be our second best running back. James Cook, again, young guy, can develop into something. Much easier to develop into something when Derrick Henry's taking the, the load off your shoulders. And here's the thing for the Titans. Because I hear you, Titans fans. I hear you. You don't want it. He's your guy. You already bought his jersey. You don't have to get another jersey. Who else would you buy? Traylon Burks? Less exciting, right? Caleb Farley? Too soon? Even if you think he's going to be really good this year, and there's a good chance he will be because he didn't look like he was slowing down this season. Even if you think Derrick Henry is going to be really good this year, which I'll give you, do you think he will be the team will be good enough to take advantage of it before he falls off? Because I don't see that team competing this year. Even in a weak division, I don't see them competing this year. Would they compete next year? What about the year after that? Maybe the year after that, if things go well, you draft your right quarterback, he develops nicely. Is Are you, are you sitting there saying, yeah, Derrick Henry, 31 years old. I'm super into it. Because if you're not, you should be saying Derrick Henry at 29 years old, we should be doing everything we can to get something for him that can that can help us when we win. There was this this stupid thing that my buddy sent me, uh, a sporkle, right, which is basically online sports trivia. And he what, what he likes to do is just send you the link and how many he got right. And it's just like an open challenge. And, of course, he knows for me it's like, all right, crack the knuckles, sit down, like, let's go. Uh, and one of them, it, it was uh, rushing leaders. It was running running backs with the most rushing yards by decade. But it told you the teams they played for. That was the clue. And what you don't realize is how many really, really good running backs that when you think of them, you only think of in one jersey, played for, like, two other teams at the end. Like, it's, it's like, What? Edron James was on the Cardinals? I guess so. Yeah, I guess he was. Emmett Smith was on the Cardinals? Yeah, okay, I guess he was. And then don't even get started on the guys that are a little bit below that, that played for like, you know, four one-year contracts after being 10 years in the league on one team. It's just confusing, right? You're trying to think of who they are, and it says like, uh, (laughs) it says, I can't even think of a good one right now off the top of my head because they were all... It's like Amon Green. It's like Seattle, Green Bay, Indy. It's like, well, what? No, there's no way he played for all of these teams. But yeah. So there's a good chance he's going to end up playing for someone else at some point. If you're the Titans, you might as well get something back for it. So in case you can't tell, yeah, I'm advocating for it. Trade Derrick Henry. 
Trade Derrick Henry. You're a new GM. Be bold. John Robinson would never. That should be motivation enough. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto, Sports Radio, 94.1. I said we're giving away a whole bunch of stuff this hour. Let's get it started. The Australian Pink Floyd Show. It's a Pink Floyd cover band that is hailed as one of the most in-demand touring entities operating across the world today. Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion, Friday, September 15th. We have a pair of tickets, and they are going to caller number four at 757-687-9494. Caller number four gets the Australian Pink Floyd show tickets. Get your calls in right now, and you can win those tickets. When we come back, it's time to play Monday Headlines. So text in right now what you think the sports world is going to be talking about on Monday. All right? This upcoming Monday, what's going to be the biggest story in sports? I want your guesses in the text line, Dreamlawn's text line, 757-687-9494. Monday headlines coming up next. It's time to guess Monday's headlines on the Tim Donnelly Show. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Monday headlines. Every Friday, what we do is is we try to predict what the Monday headlines are going to be. It's a very simple game. What are the sports bloggers going to be blogging about? What are the sports talkers going to be talking about? I, I like the, uh, by the way, this is just a side note. I like the, I, I was expecting the Titans fans to be a little up in arms. They are mad at you, Tim. I, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. But I explained everything that they're asking. At least I think I did. That's okay. Wouldn't trading for, for a 29-year-old Henry defy your 27-plus-year-old running backs theory? Yes, but it is all part of what you're expecting. Like, if you're a contender, you don't need to give him all of the carries that you're giving him. He's, he's going to fall off a cliff at some point. If you're the Titans, you have to give him 35 carries a game. I'm much less likely to give to be comfortable with a 29, 30-year-old running back with 35 carries than I am with 20. I think that's fair. I think good teams could, you know, if he gets hurt, tweaks an ankle, he misses six weeks, they could be all right. They just need him for the playoffs. Titans need him every game. Uh, (laughs) We're not going to be drug tested. Just for suggesting that you trade an older running back? Come on now. Uh, Again, call and text. Obviously a Titans fan. Well, then, somebody was actually really mean to us in in the uh, text line the other day. And I knew that th- from previous conversations, they were Titans fans. So I said, like, are you actually mad at us or are you just struggling because you're a Titans fan? And they were like, 40% struggling. Tim's like, the same guy. Well, there you go. There, there you go. There you go. I know I know life is tough. I know life is tough. Appreciate you for listening, though. Appreciate you for listening. Uh, that call in number 757-687-9494. That's also the Dream Launch text line, 757-687-9494. Text in your Monday headlines. I'll get it started. This time on Monday, everyone's going to be talking about how Giannis's return dunked on Kevin Durant's return, and Giannis actually dunked on Durant. Uh, they both could be coming back from injuries the same game on Sunday. Both could be back from their injuries in the same game for a Suns-Bucks game. First of all, made for television. Second of all, Giannis is going to dunk on Durant. That's just that's just what I think is going to happen. That's my prediction. That's Monday's headline. Tim Giants and DJ agree to a five-year, $195 million contract over the weekend. Giants and D- how much money was that? I need to do math. Five years, 195 So 39 a year. 
You think he'll settle for that? I think so. I, I, I've even heard a few people saying like, oh, the $45 million was ridiculous. That's not what he was asking for. I talked to insiders. It's more $41.42. you are not understanding. I need 36 or less for it not to be ridiculous for even Derek Carr. The report is Derek Carr's out there asking for a deal around $35 million a year. He's he's had a year where he's thrown for more than 15 touchdown passes. That is fair. Uh, we're going to talk about Daniel Jones later on in the show. Um, Monday headline from the text line. This comes from Vinny. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson talks deteriorate, and the Ravens are now looking at trade options. I think that might have already happened. It's, I, I guess you're saying that the headline will be that information leaks out there. I don't think the Ravens are, like, not listening. I think it's very performative. If a team were to call and, and try to make a trade for Lamar, it would be like somebody is listening in the other room, right? No, we are not trading Lamar. And then they get quiet. All right, what are you offering? Of course not. There's no way. Yeah, we're going to need at least three firsts. Like, that. that's how I think it's happening right now. So I guess maybe it could be just more out in the in the open if you're talking about it. That could be a headline. Uh, again, Monday headlines. Text in your answers, 757 687 Nine four nine four. Uh, Daniel in Virginia Beach is trying to mix our conversations here. I guess he has a Derrick Henry headline. He's on the call in line. You can call in as well. Seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. Daniel, what's your Derrick Henry headline? Yeah, uh, I heard this from Jeff Darlington earlier this week. How about uh, the Titans trade uh, trade uh, Derrick Henry to the Bills because they want to? He's coming up on getting I think sixteen million this last his last year of contract, so they're maybe looking maybe to get rid of him. So how about uh, Titans uh, trade Derrick Henry to the Bills? Daniel, you have no idea how much we agree. Thank you very much for the call. Ooh, that is that wow. is. Again, and, and, and I know that I, like he probably Daniel probably just got in his car, heard it, and it just happened to work out. Just a few minutes ago, we played that exact audio from Darlington. Uh, so so, And I completely agree with you. And I think the Bills would make a lot of sense. I think the Dolphins would make a lot of sense, too. Um, imagine Tua if he didn't have to be in harm's way so much because he could just hand it off. And then Tua on play action. Tyreek Hill deep. Jalen Waddle deep. I mean, come on now. Protect your quarterback a little bit. Uh, with play calling. How about it? Uh, how about this? Monday headline, the Chargers cut Keenan Allen. He's 31 next season. He gets hurt quite a bit. They can save $15 million against the cap by cutting him. And he's like kind of a franchise legend. And usually when that happens, they cut you early. So you can test the free agency market before the rest of the free agents uh, hit March 15th or whatever it is, or are eligible to sign March 15th. So it's like, we're going to do you a solid and cut you early. You saw the, the Titans do it with, with Robert Woods, um, Taylor Lewan, and then that squad. Uh, so I, I, I think it could literally happen over the weekend. Maybe even a Friday news dump. It might be happening right as we speak. Keenan Allen cut by the Chargers. How about it? Oh, we're back. We're back to this. And and I, I don't know enough about this, but we've had a texter on Monday headlines that loves talking about disc golf. His name's Phil from the 757. I'm going to pronounce this name wrong. Simon Lazat. That's Win- it. That's it. Lazat. That's, that's right. correct. How do you know that? I, I follow disc golf. Come on, Tim. Wins the Thanks l- to Phil in the 757, I now follow disc golf. Are, are you a Lazat guy? Not a, I'm not a Lazat guy. Lazat. But he is very good. One of the top in the world. Wins the Vegas disc golf tournament after switching sponsorships. It's a big deal. Drama in the disc golf world. 
You think there's drama in, in, in regular golf, Tim? Is there a live? Is there a live of there, disc golf? There's not. Not yet. There will be. There will be. There will be. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> we just talked about disc golf. Um, former teammates defend. Ready? This is one of my Monday headlines. Over the weekend, former teammates will both defend and throw Russell Wilson under the bus. Uh, with with everyone having like podcasts and everyone being asked to be on podcasts and everyone being on Twitter, like there's nobody in the world that has a hundred percent approval rating by everyone they've ever worked with, unless you you are like self employed and only work with with yourself. Uh, so there's going to be teammates that hear this Russell Wilson tried to get coaches fired thing, and they're going to come flying out of the, the 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 shadows, going, "Russ is a great guy. He would never do that. He's up front." And then there's going to be another former teammate going, "He lied to me." And it's going to it's just going to go back and forth. And I think it's all going to be in the headlines uh, on on Monday from the two five two. My heels. So this is the Texter's heels, meaning Tar Heels. Beat VA to be back safely in the tournament. For now. I don't know. UVA just lost to Boston College earlier this week. Just got blown out by Boston College. I think they're going to be pretty mad. Uh, which, when, when UVA gets mad and they play their best game, they're going to win like 37-28. Um, that's not a halftime score. That's a full game score. Uh, and, and North Carolina's had a bit of a rough season also. So, mm, I don't think that's going to happen. He uh, did put three laughing emojis, so I at least give him that's credit That's the for, for now. I think the for now is the joke. Fair. Like They'll be there until they're not there. Uh, but, but hey, root for your squad. Uh, Boston Rod, Monday headlines, Patriots sign Jimmy G and trade Mac Jones to Tampa. That's like a weird Tom Brady love triangle that Tom Brady's not a part of. The guy that replaced Tom Brady and the guy that were supposed to replace Tom Brady shuffle into the team that Tom Brady is most known for playing and the team that Tom Brady most recently played for. That's what you're saying? Uh, we have to read this one. This will be the last one just to, to make it even. From the 757, who's beat the tar out of the heels? So one on one on the heel side, one on the Wahoo side. Uh, let's give something away. I promise giveaways this hour, and I have another one for you. Uh, Jelly Roll with special guests Ashley McBride, Struggle Jennings, and Josh Adam Myers. It is a concert that is coming to the area this August, August 12th to be exact. It's a Saturday. It's, it's being held at Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give this pair of tickets to the caller number six at 757-687-9494. Caller number six at 757-687-9494. Get your calls in now and you can win the Jelly Roll tickets. When we come back, Joel Embiid is better than Nikola Jokic and last night proved it. Stick around. We're talking about the NBA right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Durant and a thicket of defenders. No! Loose! Diving! Collision! Harden! Embiid! Joel Embiid's pretty darn good. And, and I'm going to put my biases. I'm a Sixers fan, which is why I waited for a game like this to make the point I'm about to make. Both Denver and Philly won last night. Both against good teams. Denver beat the Cavs. I would say the Sixers win's a bit more impressive because they beat Memphis, and Memphis has John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., a couple others. 
But Joel Embiid, in the process, proved why Nikola Jokic is, as I've said, a single-time MVP and not the all-time great that is being implied when he is the betting favorite and the straw poll favorite to be the MVP for the third consecutive year. Both of them had big stat lines. Both of them, you could argue, had MVP stat lines. Jokic, 24, 18, and 13. Win over Cleveland. Great. Embiid, 27, 19, and 6, and a win over Memphis. Again, again, great. The thing that is different about them, ready? And this is this is where the logic, you're going to have to come with me on a long walk here. Uh, the thing that is different is Joel Embiid stunk last night. He had the worst shooting first quarter and the worst shooting first half of his career, and he's been around for a while now. He went one for eight in the first quarter, two for 14 in the first half. Both tied for the worst in his career. Yet he still found a way to be easily the best player on the court. You may say, how is that possible? Well, he did things like this to John Morant. It's for Harden. It's Durant exploding. I am telling you, this is elite. Listen to me, people. Elite level rim protection. You almost cannot believe what you're seeing. Oh, my God. That's obviously the TNT broadcast. That was Reggie Miller saying, listen to me, people. He wanted to show you. He wanted you to hear it. He wanted you to feel how good the rim protection was from Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid was terrible offensively, and he was still the best player on the court. He had 17 defensive rebounds and six blocks. Six. And I'm going to say it this way. uh, A billion more shots altered. There were entire possessions where guys were like driving in going, oh, and running back out. They'd pass it to a teammate. They'd run in there, go, ah, run back out. Eventually, someone would put a shot up, and then he'd spike it. If Nikola Jokic has his offense leave him for a game, which doesn't happen often, but it doesn't happen often to Embiid either. If it doesn't, if he has his offense leave him, right? Just woke up today and the bucket looked like a thimble. Like it just happens occasionally. Tough luck. Right? That's where that's where he, he looks to the bench and he goes, hey, you know what? Maybe I should sit this one out. His worst offensive games, he has like eight attempts. Because he just recognizes I can't help everybody right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna just. I'm going to just chill. Joel Embiid after the game said, "Uh, you know, I wasn't making shots early, so I did my best Bill Russell impression. It's a heck of a fallback plan. It's like, yeah, at my best, I'm kind of like a, you know, a throwback 90s dominant big that can shoot the three. At my worst, I do a good Bill Russell impression. It's like, okay. That's the difference. So every time, like the, the, and it's the problem with the NBA, or one of the problems with the NBA, let's be real. One of the problems with the NBA is that their advanced analytics and all of their statistics that are designed to fully encapsulate a player's effect on the game doesn't really take defense, in, defense into nearly enough account. It, you could say Jokic is a better offensive player. Fine. I might disagree, but I can hear your conversations. I can hear your arguments. They're there and they're valid. But it's close. Defensively, it ain't close. Ryan Rossillo, who who he's big on the sarcasm about the NBA, 
right? He he's big on like when everyone is saying something, he likes to poke fun at it. He tweeted out because obviously that block against Jaw, it's like a Heisman moment, right? It it sways MVP votes because everyone remembers that play. And and Ryan Rosillo tweeted out, uh, "This MVP race is crazy. Imagine if Jokic has a big block tonight." Saying like, then everything would sway back to him. I want to respond. If I thought he checked all his mentions, I might, but he gets a lot of them. He's a popular guy. Uh, I wanted to respond, imagine if Jokic got a block, right? I mean, I know he gets one every couple games. Imagine if Nikola Jokic gets a big block. Yeah, that would mean that he's playing hard defense. That probably would sway the MVP race in his favor. If you tell me like a dunker is coming down the lane and Jokic jumps, I'm giving that guy a lot more credit than, than he has right now. If John ja Morant is coming down the lane and Nikola Jokic is playing defense on a big on the block and he slides his feet and jumps, I'll tell you what's going to happen. And it's not going to be a big block by Nikola Jokic. It's probably going to end with Nikola Jokic trying to start a fight and John ja Morant yamming on top of his head and doing some kind of trash talking of his own. It like it... it if Nikola Jokic played defense, he, yeah, then he would get the MVP race in his favor. The problem is he hides. And then he gets the ball on the extended elbow on the other side, and he orchestrates the offense, and he runs it like a like a symphony, and he does everything good that everybody likes. Then he jogs back down on the other side, and he avoids getting dunked on. It's the whole, like, like the Matumbo thing, right? Matumbo got, there's a lot of highlights of him getting dunked on. He's also like third all time in blocks. It's going to happen if it happens, right? If you run up there and you try to contend shots, if you're a true rim protector, which is wildly important in modern NBA, a big block you should celebrate because you're going to, you're going to be on the other end of it occasionally as well. Like John Morant and Embiid going at it at the, at the, the rim. That's like slam ball. You remember slam ball? The, the trampoline thing, and instead of free throws, like if you foul the guy, the, he went to one trampoline, you went to the other, and you met like in front of the rim 10 feet in the air. That's that's what they were doing there. Like, it, Trust me, someone's going to get embarrassed. But they were both cool with it, and I respect that about Morant and Embiid. And if Jokic did it, I would respect that about Jokic. But he ain't going to do it. Let's get this in under the wire. I said before the top of the hour, we're going to give away all the tickets Let's give some Beach It Country Music Festival three-day passes. We have two of them to give away right now. The Beach It Country Music Festival has Thomas Rhett, Miranda Lambert, Luke Bryan, and 27 other country music acts coming to the Virginia Beach Oceanfront late June, the 23rd to the 25th. Caller number 10 gets the tickets. Robbie, we had to go 10. That's going to push us into the next hour. Uh, 10, caller number 10, either way, 757-687, should have been caller number one to squeak, squeak it in under the, the, the whistle. Caller number 10 gets the tickets. The number is 757-687-9494. No buzzer beaters, but still you can win the tickets. Uh, and if you don't win the tickets, it's beachitfestival.com to buy tickets. Beachitfestival.com. We're going to be back with reactions to Eric Bieniemy's opening press conference. He was an introductory offensive coordinator for the Commanders yesterday. And I know no one likes to believe it, but seemed like he interviewed pretty well. Stick around. Ooh. A little bit out there, but look, this is a scenario where wow. we've seen the 